Greetings. Hello. Salutations. How's it going? Oh, you know. It it the time marches on. Life does go on and life finds a way. Yeah, life uh <laughs> finds a way, I guess. I guess I've heard that somewhere before. Violently Remi necessary. Yeah, remind me where I heard that line. Um, by our Lord and Savior <laughs> Jeff Goldblum playing Dr. Ian Malcolm uh, in the original 1993 uh, Jurassic Park, directed by Steven Spielberg. That sounds right to me. Yep. I've got no arguments. <laughs> um, <laughs> and his left nipple is out, I think, is, as we've learned. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, great. Uh, how are you? Um, you know, each day is a new personal hell, but mm -hmm. it's all uphill from here, my friend. It is. It is. I finished my semester. Woo! So, so it's definitely all uphill for me. Um, definitely nothing. Nothing can break my stride right now. Um, no, 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 well. no road bumps will even slow me down i'm just gonna bottom out over every single one of them we'll see about that i have I some suppose leaves. oh you do i do good uh uh well thank you thank you for joining me on this uh i think yesterday i don't know i don't know if this is true mm -hmm. where you were mm -hmm. yesterday was like very hot where i live yeah today is like the first hot day yeah yesterday was like 85 degrees uh oh, high okay. high of 85 it yeah was, you sorry no it was just out of, it felt out of nowhere it really did like oh literally overnight and all of a sudden but here i am i'm still alive i went on a run Yep. Felt sunshine felt is good for great. you. Great. Yeah, felt great to be in the in the in the sun. Genuine and no sarcasm. Very proud of you for doing something good for your body and mental health. Well, thank you. Thank you, Maddie. I had to take a long break from running um for the end of the semester, but I'm starting again. Back at it. Back at it. Uh won't hurt myself. Won't cause any damage to my to my mortal frame. Do you have good shoes? Oh, you you know I got the toe shoes. Oh, calm. <laughs> well, guys. Podcast Bigfoot, over. Bigfoot uh, hoaxes up, and and where Colin lives, it's just him running with his toe shoes. Yeah, no Bigfoot sightings in Boston in quite a while, but uh. I think they figured out it's it's just me. It's just you. I got tiny feet, though. I'm definitely... No one's confusing me for Bigfoot. Well, it must be nice to have petite feet. See, when I walk around, people say, dang, you don't even got to rent skis when you go to the snow, do you? <laughs> when you go to the snow? Yeah. <laughs> I, ha I had a guy tell me one time, word for word, hey, when you go up to Sierra Summit, like the local snow spot, he goes... 
you don't even got to rent skis. You just get poles, don't you? Damn. Yeah. That is some, that's a thing to say to another person. Um, Psychologically, I, very damaging. Yeah. I feel like it would be. I don't know how it wouldn't be even like, I feel like I've got fairly good grasp about like, you know, sometimes people say just mean things and you shouldn't let it bother you. But like, that's yeah. a mean, that's, that's rude. <laughs> See, here's the funny part. At the time, um, that was my roommate, and we were friends. Yeah. And then things went south, and we became mortal enemies. And that was the incident. And that's what scarred me more, was him making that joke while we were still friends. Worse than anything they, they did when we were mortal enemies. Yeah. I mean, what's what's the line? uh the friend I, of I, oh. I i know how you i know how you treat your friends so i'll be your enemy or something like that i don't know that's sounds... how you i've seen how you treat i think it's from star wars i think it's from like the new mandalorian or uh no book of boba fett or something i don't that know that sounds like a metal that sounds like a boba quote yeah it was pretty cool i remember thinking it was cool and then forgetting the quote so uh it's like i don't mind being your enemy i've seen how you treat your friends something like that let me see yeah let's let's consult the old google machine this seems like a good use of podcast time uh well i really thought i was gonna find it immediately oh i've seen how you treat your allies i prefer to be your enemy oh wow that is hardcore right there yeah, I I think it was, I don't think it was Book of Boba Fett. Does it say who said it? No, because I just looked. Let me, let me, let me search. It was the Bad Batch. It was oh, the Bad Batch. That's what it was. I never what watched it. It's it fine. I mean, that line was great. Yeah, anyway, that's... that's how I feel about Maddie. Um, Maddie, do you know much about, um, I, I, we, we do have a topic from last episode that I want to return to, but first while I'm thinking of it, uh-huh. do you ever, um, have you ever seen those, like, um, those templates for like, do you know, do you know much about shipping? I know you use Tumblr. Like when, like shipping two people yeah, together? Like ship, yeah. Shipping two people together. Yeah. 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 And have you ever seen the charts where it's like, you know, like write down the, the ship and then like plot how much they like each other or, or like pl plot how how affectionate they are, like visibly and who like who cooks and who eats the other person's cooking and so on and so forth. Right. Like you make a profile for the ship, basically. Mm -hmm. um, I saw one a couple of weeks ago that was like... <laughs> It was like that, but for enemies. So you you rank their hatred level and their violence level, and you're like, okay, which one expresses their hatred by yelling and screaming, versus who who it, like which one is like subtle and passive aggressive? Mm -hmm. Um, like, are they are they frenemies or are they actual enemies? Do, mm -hmm. uh, what rank their level of respect for each other, etc. Oh, zero for us. 
Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I saved this. I'm like, this would be fun to make for me and Madison. Like a mood board, but instead it's just like a, like yeah, a, yeah. it's like a mood board, but if the moods are like hatred and resentment and anger and misery that's Um, just yeah it's daily i know i know um so here's here's a slider i particularly like Mm -hmm. um one side of this slider on this on this meme you know i'll send it to you podcast listeners will have no way of knowing what this is unless uh i know you'll you'll just have to imagine it um listeners uh uh i'm sending this link to you so you could at least view it um but one of the one of these sliders that we would plot ourselves on is from a high highly competent on one end and the other end is cringe and fail oh my this is detailed i feel like we might be I say with all due respect, which is no respect whatsoever. That's the next slider. Yes. Um, <laughs> I feel like we might be on opposite ends of that spectrum. <laughs> on the, uh, uh, and I'm not going to say which one of us is highly competent and which one of us is cringe and fail. It goes without saying. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I thought that I thought this was interesting. Um, also obsessed with the other person first barely know they exist we all know that you're obsessed with me i dream of you i it's weird i dream of you too but every time i dream of you all my teeth fall out that's just a cw teeth i forgot again this is just like the first episode all over again trigger warning bones in <clears throat> bones in your head that everyone is born with well, mainly them falling out. Yeah. That's um, when you're friends with Maddie, they have a funny way of disappearing. They really do. The Lord works in mysterious ways. The tooth fairy the- works in mysterious <laughs> ways, actually. Jesus has nothing to do with it. I, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, Je- Jesus has no relationship with human teeth, as far as I know. He died for our sins, not our teeth. <laughs> you die and you go to heaven and just everybody has zero teeth and they're, they're they're like what's up with that where's all the teeth and they're like well you know jesus saved us not yeah. jesus saved us not our teeth he he's <laughs> he died for our sins except except for 32 of them and we <laughs> there are 32 sins that jesus did not save us from and they're all in our mouth uh, 32 is how many teeth adults have. I am Googling that. Yep, you're right. For some reason, I, I thought 28. I know, I know I'm right because I also Googled it. Okay, um, um, 28, I think, is after your wisdom teeth are removed. Uh, yeah, yep, yep. So yep. You're, you're also right. I have 28 teeth that are in my mouth and functioning. I have 27 teeth that are in my mouth and functioning. Here's, um, I actually, um, I only had 31 teeth total. I never had the full 32 because one of my, uh, wisdom teeth didn't uh-huh. exist. That explains a lot. 
and I or 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 Maddie got to it. Maddie got to it first. I mean, before my dentist could. You you don't know <laughs> what goes on for the eight hours that you're asleep. I sure don't, and I and I do get eight hours usually, although not so much oh, I anymore. Know. Uh, well, yeah, I guess you do, huh? I sure do. So I am slightly, I'm, I may be 75% as wise as the, as the average bear, but I'm also one, one thirty second as, uh, as sinful as the rest of you, uh, creatures. Either that or you were already like everyone just starts out dumb as a doorknob so like god or jesus or the tooth fairy whoever puts them in our head was like these people are dumber than a bag of hammers they need four wisdom teeth and then when you were coming out of the factory they were like you know what colin's all right he only needs three well that's flattering um that does make it does make me wonder Mm-hmm. if there are any people who who get none now here's something else i knew a person who got their wisdom teeth extracted and they grew back uh, <laughs> god god said no hold on <laughs> this god person said, <laughs> this person is not ready to live without these <laughs> he said i put those there for a reason now use it <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, most... the, con- the the conversation went like, oh, yeah, I got to go get my wisdom teeth out this week. And I was like, hey, oh, like, I thought you already did that. And they were like, yep, got to do it again because they came back. <laughs> they came back. Which has the same vibe as, like, <laughs> haunted. Yeah, Moon's haunted. Oh, <laughs> yep, they're back. They're back. <laughs> they're back and they're bigger and angrier and sharper than before. They're back and and out for blood. Like I know they're I know they're molars, so they're supposed to be like uh, dull mm-hmm. and not pointed. But these <laughs> ones, it's weird. They're really sharp. You just have canines in the back of your mouth. God, can you imagine what that like? You wouldn't be able to touch your front teeth together because they'd just get stuck on the back. No, they yeah. Uh, imagine if the human body evolved that way just to be as inconvenient as possible. Wouldn't that be a funny trick for God to play? That would be a funny trick for God to play. Speaking of God. Go on. We've been talking for 15 minutes now. We sure have. have. We have yet to discuss the elephant in the room. We ended our episode last week, listeners, uh, with an abbreviated abbreviated discussion of 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 Muppet gods that include that included a discussion of of the boss Whoopi Goldberg. Yes, makes sense. What we discovered shortly after uh, is the is the page on the Muppet fandom wiki titled theological figures of which there are quite a few 16 in fact um oh yeah did you lose the link 
I'm got it right here. Very good. Um, now, do you know what? One of them is, in fact, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, that we did this. I think we discussed this last time. Um, one of them is the boss. We discussed that. Whoopi Goldberg. Um, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, you know, I didn't know, for example, about Thor and Zeus. Mm-hmm. Um, that are apparently in the Muppet canon. Uh, so Zeus, Zeus just sh- shows up. He's not in s- the storyteller Greek myths, but he is in Muppets Tonight. Yes, he is. Do you know anything about this? I'm going through here. My curiosity, mm-hmm. well, or, or, or rather, what I find compelling here mm-hmm. is that Zeus lives alongside Thor mm-hmm. and Osiris, yes, and Jesus Christ in the Muppet yeah. canon. Yeah, so they, they're roommates. Ah, they were roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, now, interestingly, Osiris is not a Muppet. Osiris is a is a person like a, a a human person with skin, unlike Thor and Zeus. Yeah, um, that's unnerving for sure. Um, do you know anything about Rezal Evad Gib? I am speaking of Egyptian gods. Rezal Evad Gib. Is- well, I. I did just watch Moon Knight, so. Hmm. Yeah, I believe I believe Rezal Evad Gib appears in Moonlight, Moon Moonlight, Moon Knight. Yeah. Also in the film Moonlight, um, and it's the name of an Egy- ancient Egyptian crocodile god introduced in the Muppets News Flash Flash sketch. Hmm. Um. Uh. Don't. Uh oh. Oops. It says here once invoked via the very pronouncement of its name out loud, which I did at you least did. three times, yep. the crocodile god would wreak a terrible vengeance upon the culprit. Um, so I, this will be our last. This will be our last <laughs> podcast. Listeners, um, I hope you've enjoyed the first five because it's the only ones you're going to get. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I I've made an error. A fatal I should, error. I should have known better than to read the contents of the Muppet Muppet Wiki out loud without double checking first. If you'd still had your wisdom teeth, this never would have happened. No, it surely would not have. Um, what's the great potato? The great potato. Let's find out. And or. The Great Popsicle. Both of them sound interesting to me. They just give anything a wiki page, huh? They sure do. Um, this is from dinosaurs. From dinosaurs. Yeah, remember the. Yeah, yeah, I know, I, I know, I know about the Sinclairs and their. 
their funky exploits back in um back in whatever year that was before oh. before I uh, so this is why the great potato exists. Jesus Christ had yet to be born. Yeah, he wasn't born yet. So they they're godless creatures. These Muppets, um, especially the dinosaurs, is especially Baby Sinclair. Baby Sinclair was on a whole nother level. Baby Sinclair, um, if Baby Sinclair ever encountered. Like if if there were ever a universe where Baby Sinclair lived alongside Jesus, uh huh. What would ha- how well, would that go down? Um, Baby Sinclair would immediately annihilate Jesus Christ with a frying pan, and be saying something like, "Not the Son of God." <laughs> Not the Son of God. Yeah. Because wasn't, so right. that, wasn't that his shtick as he was always yeah. hitting Earl and saying, not the mama? Yeah, 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 yeah. not the yeah. mama. Yep, he'd be. Um, he'd yep. be leaving uh, some bruises. Okay, on the other hand, mm-hmm. what if what if Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. the son of God, uh, the, the, the son of God given flesh on earth, Mm-hmm. Um, what if he adopted the catchphrase, I'm the baby, gotta love me, and that's how, oh. <laughs> and that's how he's, he spread his word over the earth. Um, I feel like that'd just be a cool thing for him to do. I really wish there was a scripture. It was like, and the son of God said unto Peter, I'm the baby, gotta love me. <laughs> And Peter did. And Peter did attempt to uh, to batter Jesus with a frying pan, saying, "Not, the, not the Son of God." Now, see, there's multiple theories on what happened to the dinosaurs, but what I really think happened is Baby Sinclair like was hitting Jesus, and Jesus was like, "I swear to God, if you hit me one more time, you're gonna be sorry." And Baby Sinclair gives him the old one-two with the frying pan one more time. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was like, you know what? Meteor right now. And that's what happened. Meteor. Meteor. <sighs> Me- Meteor. Meteor. <laughs> Meteor. You know, for somebody that's not very religious, I sure do be blasphemous a lot. Well, that, I mean, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, that, that, that totally lines up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I likewise am not very religious and rather blasphemous. My theory about the dinosaurs is they had, there was a dinosaur heaven's gate. Um, Go on. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe there was like a heaven's gate thing in, in, in this, in the, in the dinosaurs universe not that to be clear not real dinosaurs i'm talking about muppets dinosaurs you remember that last episode um kind of there was it was like a meteor thing right 
it was like, yeah, the ice age had started and it's just like the whole family sitting around the kitchen table and yeah, it yeah, yeah. Like zooms out through the kitchen window. And like the, the vibe is like, you know, this family's going to die. And that's how that mm-hmm. show ended. Yeah, it's, I mean, technically, maybe a children's show, but um, it was cursed. Oh, absolutely. Can I, I talk? I, oh, sorry. Well, I just think every child familiar with dinosaurs, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think they, they, I think they ceased to be children at that moment. They ate, they, they matured, they the evolved. childhood was over? Yeah. Yeah, sounds right. That's the, that's the. Rite the, of um, passage? Yeah, the rite of passage is watching um, Jim Henson's dinosaurs. That's when you become a full-fledged human. Or a full-fledged dinosaur. Yes. Um. I had a, a very religious family member tell me one time um, because I've always been like a dinosaur nut. And yeah. I was just like, you know, thinking out loud, like, man, like what, what, like what were dinosaurs doing? Like so wild. We just have this like period of time where there are these giant lizards and like for millions of years and then they were gone. And my family member was like, well, I think God knew that we were going to need fossil fuels. So he had to make animals big enough to have a lot of fossil fuels get filled up in the ground and that's why there were dinosaurs and that's why they died and I was like you need to write a television show because you could not go to writing school and come up with that kind of yeah that that family member might be on to something I don't know um Yep. Now here, here's something. I'm, there's there's another Muppets Wiki page called Demons and Devils. Oh, even better. And this one you you did send this one to me, so I know you know about it. Absolutely. Um, and there's a one of the Demons and Devils on this page is the dinosaur devil from Dinosaurs. Um, which makes me think. Well, that we know there was no God in dinosaurs besides the great potato. Mm-hmm. But there was a devil. And you know the scariest part? Honestly, honest to God, the scariest part about the dinosaur devil? Tell me. When you click on the link. Yeah. I'm looking at him. He's played by Tim Curry. Absolutely, he is. <laughs> absolutely it's it's tim curry is the devil of dinosaurs so the dinosaurs the greatest theological minds of the dinosaurs got together and they thought what's the epitome of evil what does he sound like for one and the answer is tim curry that's a smooth talking devil captain long john silver Anyone that watches Muppet Treasure Island and does not have the opinion that Long John Silver is a one-legged silver fox, you're out of your goddamn mind. Mm. So you're a you're a absolutely you're an avowed curry fucker. 
you know what? Next question. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he's one of those men where it's like, <laughs> at, like, if I saw him in a bar looking at me, I'd be like, oh, who is this creep? But I feel like he would just treat you so right. You know? Yep. Keep talking. I'm. Go ahead. I, I just like he would genuinely ask you about your day and then make eye contact while he listened to you, which I know is literally the bare minimum. Um, mm-hmm. But man, the bare minimum do be hitting sometimes. You you know all about that. Um, I wish you could overhear the conversations <laughs> I hear with men sometimes because it's <laughs> disappointing. Yeah, man. Imagine making eye contact with those eyes. Recently, I had a conversation with a man, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was asking me something that technically was a yes or no question, but it needed to have context to it. And I kept trying to explain it to him. And he was like, it's a yes or no question. Like, I'm asking you the bare minimum and you cannot even answer the question. I was like, my guy, I ask you for the bare minimum every single day, and you cannot give that to me. Welcome to my world. And he did not like that. Men really do not like getting uh, called on their shit, do they? They sure don't. They sure don't. Which only makes me want to call them out on it even more. As you should. I feel like it's my tooth fairy given right. Yeah, that's that's the that's the twenty eighth tooth that doesn't exist for you anymore. Yeah, is the right? Oop! I just saw a spider on my wall. Is the right to to say whatever you want to men and face no consequences? It's what I, you deserve. I don't have many joys in life, but making men angry is is one of them. Which is sadly probably how my untimely demise will occur but well you're here for a good time not a long time right you got that right uh we really just are like a muppet i know i i have made so many strides listeners you probably aren't aware unless unless we talked about this into in a previous episode and i'm almost certain we we did Yes. But I did ask for suggestions for New Year's resolutions uh, a few months ago. And one one suggestion was to was that I learn every Muppet. And I dismissed that as unrealistic. There are apparently hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know more than three at the time. Uh, but... I feel like I've made 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 great strides. You can count um, hands the number of Muppets you know now. Um, I actually I might I might run out of fingers. I can get you some more. Oh, I can get you a finger. <laughs> uh, I, huh? I said I believe that's a bird. <laughs> Uh, I see. I was making a big Lebowski reference, but uh... wow! I okay. 
You know, um, speaking of <laughs> the Big Lebowski, a, I can get you a finger by three o'clock today. Yeah, that movie. People like don't know about that movie, and I was always of the opinion that it's like a cult classic. Yeah. Like okay. Um, I think so. This scene where he's like, "Where's the money, Lebowski? Give me the money." I go around nice, work. Nice marmot. Yeah, like I I go around work and I'll be like, "Where's the tape gun? Where's the tape gun, <laughs> Gonzalez? Give me the tape." And they're like, "Yo, we got to get a manager over here right now because she is not okay." <laughs> Have you seen this? Um, you well, you you are you are the dude of of your workplace, I think. Yeah. So maybe you have the tape dispenser. It, it, uh, it, oh, maybe the tape dispenser was, was with it within you all along. Maybe, what's, maybe the the quote? what's the quote, Colin? <laughs> maybe the tape dispenser was the friends we made along the way. There it is. But I not, but not, but not Donnie. No, not Donnie. I would just like to say, speaking of the Big Lebowski and Steve Buscemi, who is yep. also a fine fox. Uh, Steve Buscemi plays Donnie. Yes. Yes. Scrumdiddly umptious. Yep. Just, um, just, yeah. You, you really like guys with those eyes, huh? Wow. That <laughs> oh boy. Sorry to read you like that, oh. but <laughs> give me a bug-eyed boy and a, a happy clam. Um, if you were a Steve Bush, is it Buscemi or Buscemi? Uh, Bu Buscemi. If you were a Steve Buscemi character, I like that you just told me how to pronounce it and I still pronounced it wrong. Um, you would be, uh, his character from Big Fish, who's just a poet that walks around the grass barefoot all the time, just enjoying nature. I'm afraid I'm not familiar, but... Oh, well, he, with big he's fish. and he walks around barefoot and he enjoys the town of Spectre and, and like all the ladies like ah, over him. And there comes a part where he's like, let me read you the big poem I'm working on. And it goes something like, and the town's name is Spectre. Yeah, it goes mm -hmm. like roses are red, violets are blue. Spectre is really great. Wow. Yeah. I just looked up a picture of him and he's got some chops oh absolutely he's got some burns yeah. um let me think who 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 else has those eyes that you probably are uh pete davidson uh-huh you're you're totally right yep um sometimes nicholas cage okay you have gone too far here <laughs> too far okay i think we should do more uh we should do some more maddie movie trivia oh um, full of useless knowledge yeah maybe you should we should do like um well let's let's talk well let's make plans for the next podcast here in the middle of this podcast episode um let's, yeah we should do a thing where you you talk about a, a movie that you're you're particularly passionate about mm -hmm. 
and then I can what? What should I do? Because like, so like, I come up with an epithet, and you give me a Muppet. Mm-hmm. What if you come up with a movie? Okay. And I do what? Can we get some listener input on this? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where's I'm waiting. I'll wait. I'll wait. What? I'm just waiting for the listeners to to give some input. Listeners, you have homework. Um, you have a few days to give me ideas of what Collins. I can't. No, I'm not waiting that long. I need that input now. You have until the end of this podcast recording to let us know what Collins' counterpart to my movie trivia will be. Yes, and I am looking at the camera like Dora the Explorer, waiting. Waiting and listening. Can, can you t- can you tell me what my podcast bit should be? We're really the worst podcasters. Um, it's next, almost next like, question. <laughs> it's like when you go to therapy, and it's like literally your therapist cannot leave. Like they are stuck there with you, listening. Uh huh. Colin and I are in therapy, and you're all our therapists that are just stuck listening to whatever we want to say. <laughs> But it's worse because you don't get paid. Yeah. If anything, it shows a mental ailment on your part for voluntarily listening. So listeners, please go get checked out. Um, there's something wrong with you. Um, yeah, a, a paid subscription to the Colin Amdi Patreon comes with a, fr- a free coupon to <laughs> your first yeah. visits free at um, at therapists within your insurance network i'm very sorry you do have to have insurance um there's nothing there's nothing i can do about that yep um should i should i should i explain my epithet i hope that you do i just kind of had a a good uh a good segue and then i i i blew it because i wanted to hear input from the from the listeners um yeah let me find it real quick i remember i picked it not not five hours ago um because like you i i every single week forget to 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 uh to prepare but i found it me me stumbling over that sentence gave me enough time to find it um so uh, there's a lyric poet named Bacchylides, probably one of the lesser known lyric poets. Um, one of the things he wrote a lot of were called Epinitions, which are victory songs that are commissioned by people who win at the Olympics, for example, mm-hmm. um, in the ancient Olympics. Um, so a rich person, and they, they would... Uh, they would say, all right, Bacchylides, write me a song about how great I am for winning. Okay. That's what Bacchylides would do. Okay. Um, and he is characterized, one of the ways you can tell it's Bacchylides when you're reading, he loves making up fun new ep- epithets um, that basically nobody else ever uses. Uh, among them um uh, one that i'm a big fan of 
describes Artemis in Bacchylides' Victory Ode number five. Uh, it's Kalukostephanos, um, or Kalukostephanos, I guess, um, which is, it describes Artemis. It means uh, crowned with buds, like flower buds. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if, you, if you know much about botany, you might know the term calyx. It's like the bud encasing. It's the shell. And kaluka is calyx. Um, so, you know, there's not as much to this one as, as some of my previous ones. It's not the most meaningful epithet. Bacillides just made it up. I'm I'm not familiar with any other instances of this word outside of Bacillides. Um, I suppose it didn't catch on. Um, but I like it because, um, you know, it makes me think of, uh, of flower crowns. And... It, it's a very gentle image, I think. But the context is that Artemis uh, has this uh, this anger, and it's saying like, "Uh, well, if if mortal men could 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 fight the gods, then my dad would have would have stopped the anger of flower-crowned Artemis." It's like, oh, oh, it's a gentle image, but she's a, uh, she's a, uh, she's a little feisty, isn't she? She's a little spicy. Yeah. Don't don't fuck with her just because she's wearing flowers. Uh, it's just like Midsummer, isn't it? it like almost like uh, looks can be deceiving. Yeah, it's exactly like Midsummer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. So tell me. Tell me about your, uh, tell me about your, 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 oh, oh, maybe, wait, wait, okay. Looks can be deceiving, but what if it's like, hell hath no fury, then a woman in a flower crown. Even better. Scorned? I could say that word, or I could just leave it. Hell, hell hath no fury, like a woman in a flower crown. I want that on a t-shirt. Uh... Don't say that on Twitter. Trademark, trademark, trademark. TM, TM, TM. Um, tell me about the Muppet. Okay, so Artemis, who is like, from everything I've read, which is like Percy Jackson, described as like a beautiful hunter, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought it was um, appropriate to compare her to the Swedish chef, who uh has uh eyebrows that are so bushy you cannot see his eyes a big long mustache um he yeah. the chef hat uh his most noticeable characteristic though is while he is a muppet he has human hands um and every segment he's in he is preparing a lovely dish he doesn't really speak English. It's kind of like a Minionese, but making fun of. Well, well it's. I mean, it's Swedish. <laughs> it's somewhat Swedish, somewhat jibber jabber. But y'all, <laughs> do we have any? Do we have any Swedes listening to us? So sorry to our Swedish listeners. 
Um, I love your fish. I big fan of the fish. Big fan of IKEA. Not um, so, not so big on the syndromes that come out of your country, but. Oh yeah. Um. This, uh, that's a reference to Stockholm syndrome, I believe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, not a. I can't say I'm a big fan of Stockholm syndrome, but I hear Stockholm is a lovely place. Or maybe everybody who says that just has Stockholm syndrome. Carry on. Um. So he's really a nice guy. Like he's he's just a chef. He's doing his thing. He first appeared in the Muppet Show Sex and Violence. Um, basically, his thing is he teaches you how to make a recipe. Sometimes it's pancakes. Sometimes it's meatballs. It can be fish. It can be um, how to cook vegetables. So just, you know, Artemis Hunts, the Swedish chef cooks. I feel like they're both life skills that you need to know how to do mm -hmm. but uh he's uh he's been known to how do you say pull out a gun and shoot how lit how literally are we talking um well in the episode that he debuted in sex and violence the swedish chef is making a sandwich um and the sandwich sprouts wings and flies away so the chef pulls out his gun and shoots it uh-huh um, in episode 105 he's making pancakes and he goes to flip them and instead of flipping properly they get stuck to the ceiling so he pulls out a blunderbuss and shoots them um mm -hmm. in an easy recipe um, call that a call that a pancake and that's the end of our show, folks. Call that a pain cake. <laughs> um, the easiest recipe that I've ever seen him demonstrate is how to make a donut, which is to just take an English muffin and shoot it. Shoot a hole through it. So now you have a donut. Huh. Um, he's actually committed great violence against a head of lettuce twice. The first time he shoots it, he makes... A salad and the second time he shoots it it gives him little brussels sprouts um so yeah he's he's got he doesn't have a flower crown but he has a chef hat he doesn't hunt but he does cook and he will pull out a firearm and violent violently assault food if need be well thank you i had heard of the swedish chef Mm -hmm. I'm sure I've seen a picture or two of yeah. uh, this hairy, hairy man. I've heard some Swedish before. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I didn't know he just shoots his food. Yeah, he's a gentle guy who loves to cook, but he keeps that Glock on him. He's packing heat. And it's not just from the stove. No, it's not. Um, that is fascinating to me um yeah i think that fits pretty well the only uh, thing that troubles me is do we think the swedish chef is a uh, pro gun control or you know um no guns outside the kitchen you're right the kitchen is the only place 
no guns outside the kitchen. Like you could not bring a meat cleaver to the, you, you cannot open carry a meat cleaver unless it's the purge, a movie, which I've never seen, but I think is hilarious. The way you're phrasing this sounds like a challenge and I accept it. Um, just be, just be careful out there. <laughs> if you're going to accept my challenge, the dangerous world. It's a dangerous world for people who open carry cleavers. Well, it's a dangerous world for everybody else. <laughs> it's a dangerous world when you have to share it with Madison. As Justin McElroy once said, the man who sleeps with a machete is a fool every night but one. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. Justin was so right for that. Um... The nice thing about Maddie, she always sleeps with her weapons because she's got them in her mouth. Oh, I'm like Sunny from a series of unfortunate events. I don't know. I don't know why. Because I know that the, when you said I'm like Sunny, mm -hmm. I was like, ah, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, the main character Sunny. <laughs> yeah, the main our all, our favorite character Sunny from from uh, It's Always Sunny. Fun fact: um, up, I was not allowed to read a series of unfortunate events because uh, book number two, uh, the reptile room. The yep. cover art is Sunny biting the snake, and my mom said, "Look at her sharp teeth. That's a demon. I don't want you reading those books." Well. They were pretty demonic, to I'm be sorry. fair. Sunny liked to cook. Yeah. She mostly used her teeth for like opening cans and stuff. Oh yeah, nothing wrong with with Sunny Baudelaire. Um, I was a big fan of a series of, of unfortunate events when I was a kid. Yeah. And I kind of want to reread them, but I gave all my copies away to my cousin. <sighs> And I don't know if my cousin still has them. Um, but they were they were like my first chapter books. Aww. Uh, yeah, I remember reading them and I like basically binged them in like third and fourth grade. Um, which was actually just around the time that the end came out. Um, I think the penultimate peril probably came out around the time I started and then the end came out around the time I was finished. Yeah. Cause when I read them, I had to like, the series wasn't finished yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just finishing up when I was reading them in 2006, 2005, 2006. You lucky, lucky person. Well, I missed out on all the fun, uh, speculation, speculation, right? Um, I feel like that was one of the everybody was always like, "Ooh, what's VFD? And I was always just like, mm, what an interesting mystery. I guess I'll just read the next book and see if I get any more clues. <laughs> I, I didn't have to sit around for a year speculating, speculating on VFD. You just got to instantly know. I just, I just got to instantly know. Well, not instantly. I did have to read 13 books or whatever it was. 13? Yeah, 13. 
Um, but I sure did. Uh, I sure did not have to deal with the worst part, which is. Well, it's the worst part, but it's also kind of the most fun part. If is, you think... uh, is the guessing game. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, if you were in the VFD, mm -hmm. uh, what, what would VFD stand for? What would VFD stand for? Yeah. Like if the, if the mm -hmm. Baudelaire children, uh, uh, had to spend a year in your home what would my own personal VFD be? Yeah, what would be the clue that links you to the secret society? So there was like the very fine doilies in that one. What was that? Was that the file village? Mm, the I don't remember. Uh, village of foul devotees. Oh, right, 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 right. Urzat's elevator, maybe? I don't know. It's been oh, it literally... Been... Oh, yeah, because didn't Esme... Uh they put their they had their weird drinks it was like their fancy drink and she put them on a uh -huh. door. right that's right um i really hope listeners you you know or are at least kind of interested in a series of unfortunate events because this has just become an event an event cast yeah we're basically you guys basically are forced to listen to all of our very wildly odd and specific interests that no one will listen to us about true um it sounds like you have you watched the show? Oh, I sure did. I watched one episode of the show and I think it was the Urzatz elevator. Yeah, it sure was because there was a big elevator in it. Yeah. Um, but that was the only episode I watched. Uh, I highly recommend the show is very sad. It's got it's got uh, Patrick Warburton, right? Yes, it does. Mm, what's it on? um netflix okay okay well maybe i'll watch it <laughs> netflix is going the way of the dodo i think but netflix has had its day i'm i am trying to keep it alive by by i say this i do not have a netflix subscription so i'm not trying that hard to keep it alive but i am trying to keep it alive by purchasing obscene amounts of ben and jerry's netflix and chilled the ice cream? Yeah, the ice cream. No, I no. I assume I assume Netflix get kicks back, kick kickbacks. Um, I've never heard of that flavor. Um, it's pretty new. Oh. Um, it's maybe it's definitely one of my favorite Ben and Jerry's. Um, it's like I think it's like peanut butter ice cream. Oh heck yeah! With fudge swirls, but it's like it, it's not even fudge fudge swirls. It's like fudge brownies like in the ice Funk? cream. Yeah, big oh, chunks of fudge ice cream, which are honestly the most hit hit or miss part. Sometimes you get one and they're like really, really fudgy. And sometimes you get them and they're like kind of stale. Mm. Uh, and then they got pretzel swirls. Not okay. pretzels, not actual pretzels, but it's like... Is it salty? Yeah, it's just real salty. Oh, I love it. My complaint on that end is that it's very hard to see where the pretzel swirls are because it, they don't really look different than the ice cream. Yeah, I could see Except that. They're a little grainier, so you can <laughs> kind of see them. But uh, sometimes you get 
like a really salty bite and sometimes your bites are like not salty at all yeah um but that is netflix and chilled everybody uh do you have a favorite ben and jerry's or ice cream flavor period which is or are you I'm asking just, I, yeah i'm asking you i'm asking you oh oh uh hmm. you know we have a a place out here called superior dairy and it's like a hundred years old and like they make their own ice cream and they just have a really really good chocolate that like you cannot beat interesting yeah because i have to say i think chocolate ice cream kind of kind of a miss but it's real sometimes you get it and it's like real good and then sometimes it tastes fake yeah yeah but this you say is a can't miss chocolate ice cream yeah i've heard that since covid everything went downhill and i haven't been there since but they were like Mm. chocolate you want you know there's this ice cream place my grand uh not my grandma well yes my grandma but my mom grew up near uh in in uh westford massachusetts called kimball farm Mm mm-hmm or Kimball's. I always called it Kimball's. And so my mom always went there as a kid. And we would always go there like in the summer mm-hmm. when we're like on the way to or from Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, and their thing, they always just have, it's like a lot of ice cream. Like you get, I mean, it's pretty expensive, but mm-hmm. you also get your money's worth yeah like yes you're going to be paying five dollars for a for a small but that small will be the size of a huge or a large anywhere else yeah like superior dairy is called like the single scoop but it's literally like a large milkshake dang yeah but i did just go to kimball's for the first time since the pandemic like a month or yeah probably a month and a half ago how was it not as good as oh. I remember it. Um, uh, I had some like caramel swirl ice cream with pretzel bits in it. Mm-hmm. And those pretzels were not good pretzels. Really ruined the whole thing, huh? Really, ru- They were chocolate covered pretzels, but like not the good kind of chocolate. Mm-hmm. And the pretzels weren't. They were like kind of crunchy, but not very flavorful or salty. Uh, just uh, the bread. You just bread, just hard bread in my ice cream. We don't like hard bread in our ice cream. Yeah, I I have to admit I have really come around just in the last year or two to pretzels and ice cream. Mm-hmm. Salt anything salty in ice cream is is uh is such a treat. In fact, I think I'm going to have some tonight. I hope that you do. Um, any other favorite desserts before we end? Um, favorite desserts? And or favorite book in a series of unfortunate events? Um, favorite desserts? I'm always a slut for a good brownie. And uh-huh. favorite book in a series of unfortunate events was The End. Okay. I feel like it really 
Because usually when you watch or you read something, everything gets neatly tied up with a bow and you have a satisfying ending and all of your questions are answered. And this series, the whole storyline, like nothing was answered. You didn't find anything out. Mm-hmm. You still had questions, but it, but like one of the last like lines, I, I think he, I think I remember he said something like it's enough. And I just remember like that, like one of those moments when you're a little kid where you're just like, mm-hmm. like you read the books and obviously the whole like gist of it is like life isn't fair and there's bad people and bad things are going to happen to you and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. But it really was like, life isn't all like warm milk and dead rats. Yeah. But it's enough, you know? Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Um, and you heard it here, folks. Maddie's favorite dessert. Her very favorite dessert. Her, 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 her vigorously favorite dessert. I'm trying to do a VFD thing. Is there we go? Is the is the book the end? Yep. It's you know it's not gonna fill your tummy. It doesn't taste particularly good. It's just paper, but it's enough. It's enough. Uh, and I think we have all had enough of this podcast. The name of which is Colin Amdi, typo included. Thanks, everybody, for listening to a particularly unhinged episode, I think. Until next week. Bye. Bye.